Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Elhamdülillahi Rabbil Alemin. Ve sallallahu ve barak. Al-Ashrafil Amdiyya ve Muslimin. Nebiyyine Muhammed. Ve ala alihi ve sahbihi ve sellem adıslima kathira. Ama ba'd. Alhamdulillah. We have our next topic which we just discussed which is around yani the Dajjal. The Tiqal wa Ahlul Sunnah wa Jama'a regarding the Dajjal. And if one could read the Arabic, Tafadal Jabir. Naam. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Qal al-Mu'allifu rahimahullah wal-Imanu bil-Masih al-Dajjal. Naam. Al-Imanu bil-Masih al-Dajjal. The English Musa. Uh, does anyone know what the word pseudo means? P, we begin with P-S, pseudo. Something pseudo. False, no. Something false or fake. Pseudo, so the pseudo Christ, yeah, and false or fake. And so, Sheikh Fawzan, he mentioned, من أصول أهل السنة والجماعة الإيمان بالمسيح دجال وهو الرجل من بني آدم. And so, from the Asur of Ahlul Sunnah wal Jama'ah is the belief in the Dajjal and that he is a man from Bani Adam. So this is Aslan. What we understand is that it's not from uh, Yuqalid, he's from the jinn. But rather he's Adam. He's a human. وَيَحْوَشْ فِي الْيُهُودِ وَيَتْبَعُهُ الْيُهُودِ وَهُوَ الْمَهْدِيَ الَّذِي and so he comes from amongst the Yehud, the Jews. He will come from amongst the Jews, emerge from amongst the Jews. And the Yehud will follow him. Follow him in the belief that he is the Mahdi. And he is the Mahdi that they have been waiting for. And Sheikh Hussein goes to mention, لأن المهدي كل من يدعي اليهود يدعون والمهديهم والمسيح دجال أشياء ينتظرون المهدي المختفي في سردار ويقولون من ذريات الحسين and so everyone has a claim to a mahdi so the يهود they have the claim to a mahdi and that mahdi in reality is the دجال the Messiah Dajjal. And likewise as well, the Shia in Rafila, they claim that they are waiting for a Mahdi from the offspring, yani from the descendants of Hussein. Uh, uh, and so Ahlul Ahl Sunnati Wal Jama'ah Then they are waiting For A Mahdi Naam That is from that You have the narration That Mutawatira Fil Ma'na Mutawatira Fil Ma'na What do we mean by Mutawatira again? We discussed this previously, remember. We said the hadith mutawatir. 
chain of narration in oh sorry a hadith in chain of narration mm. every level there are so many narrations that I couldn't have gotten together or cooked to life. So there's none. There's there's the, the narration where at every level of that narration there's so many individuals that have narrated that that particular narration that it's impossible to say that they conspired to come together to lie. Naam. So mutawatir the yeah, the main the main darbit of mutawatir is the adad kathir. It's a large amount. Naam. Now what uh Ozan is mentioning is that mutawatir, I this is this these narrations regarding the Mahdi is mutawatir bil ma'na mutawatir meaning. So what, what do you understand by way of that then? I mean mutawatir bil ma'na. We didn't say mutawatir. So for example, the hadith might be mutawatir. Naam. There is not a specific hadith with uh, specific wordings, but the same ma'na, the same meaning is narrated by many people. So the same meaning, so there's no specific hadith? There's no specific wording, there's no like uh, specific hadith that Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said. Uh, such and such, such and such, mm-hmm. but rather in different forms, but uh, all the forms have the same meaning. Naam. Yani, naam. Essentially, it's that. So, you have the narrations that mention the, the Mahdi, of the Mahdi that Ahlul Sunnati wal Jama'ah believe in. Naam, and this is the Mahdi that, has, that comes from the Bayt Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Now, from the family of the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, and Ali Hassan. Ibn Ali. Naam, I'm from the family, I'm from the Zuriyat al Hassan ibn Ali. And so, these narrations will mention this individual, and maybe the wordings are not mutawatira. Naam, the wordings don't have this large amount. However, the narrations that have this, that, that refer to this Mahdi, and the Mahdi being from this, from this uh, particular uh, uh, lineage. Then these narrations are so many, I know that the people that narrated these hadith are so many that it has reached a level mutawatir. So it means that there's more than one narration about it, but it's reached a level of mutawatir. And now, examples of those, as Ibn Taymiyyah he mentions, that there are many ahadith, sahihah, in relation to it. وَرَّوَاهَا أَبُوْ دَاوُودُ وَتِرْمِذِي وَأَحْمَدُ وَغَيْرِهِمْ مِنْ حَدِيثِ إِبْنِ مَسْعُودِ وَغَيْرِهِ And so, there are many ahadith, and from these ahadith are those that are found in Sunnah Abi Dawood, Sunnah Tirmidhi, the Muslim Imam Ahmed, and other than them. From the narrations that are mentioned by Abdullah ibn Mas'ud, and other than him. Naam. And so this is what we understand in relation to the uh, to the, the Mahdi, yani, in relation to the Mahdi in accordance with the Atikar of Ahlul Sunnah wal Jama'ah. And he will yani, appear and emerge in the, light, in the final days. And the Muslims will pledge allegiance to him. As well as the fact that they will fight the jihad along with him. And he will be the means of 
filling the earth with justice. We saw the Muslims. وبينما هم كذلك يتخرج المسيح الدجال فما يزال المسلمون في إناء منه. And so this Mahdi will play will pray alongside the Muslims and be amongst them. And so when the Masih al-Dajjal appears and he will seek to be a trial for the Muslims until Isa ibn Maryam descends. And so in relation to the Masih as Sheikh Wazali mentions the Masih is of two types. Masihan. A Masih al-Dalala who is Dajjal. See, the Masih al-Dalala and who is Dajjal. That's the first. The second is the Masih al-Hidayah who is Isa ibn Maryam. And you have the Masih al-Hidayah in relation to guidance and that is Isa ibn Maryam. And so, Masih al-Dajjal, he has this name, or he takes his name due to the fact of the Sur'ah. Sur'ah tasirihi fil ard. And so, this is what has been also Allah Ta'ala has facilitated for the Dajjal that he's able to traverse upon or throughout the earth يعني بسرعات يعني in a quick manner and so this is why he refers to the Masih as for the word Dajjal this is from the word Dajjal the word Dajjal is from the word Al-Dajjal Al-Dajjal بمعنى الكذب نعم from the word al-kadib, yani the one that lies. And no doubt the Masih al-Tajjal from his sifat associated with him is the fact that he lies. And so this word Dajjal is on the pattern, on the on the wazan, the Arabic wazan of Fa'al, Fa'al, referred to as the Sirah al-Mubalagha. Yani, so Sirah al-Mubalagha, yani something that occurs to an ex, يعني, in an in a, uh, excessive manner. Likewise, the word kadab. So you might have an individual, and he, he referred to as kadib. He's a kadib. Yeah, and he lies. He's a liar. Naam. If someone, if you, say, if you refer to an individual as a kadib, we call يعني, يكذب, يعني, there's times when he might lie. No doubt it's madhmoom. It's blameworthy. And... It's not something that is referred to as something khayf. However, when you refer to individuals as the kadab, then this is the individual alladhi yulazim al-kadhib. The person that makes the kadhib, and his affair of lying, a sifa lazima. So it's, 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 a, it's a description or actually that has, that, that goes along with him as an individual now. That he is known for kedid. He's known for lying. And so Dajjal, again, upon the same understanding, Dajjal 
is the one that is known for kadhib, yani, and it's a sifa for him. So something that is ascribed to him. This word kadhib, or dajjal, is also found in the terminology of Ahlul Hadith, amongst Ahlul Hadith, where they would describe the rawat. So you may have, for example, the, the rawi, and he refers to him as a kadhab. Naam, or refers to him as Dajjal. Bal. Of course, he's not referring to the Masihah Dajjal when referring to him, but he's referring to him as a Kadab or Dajjal. Meaning what, Barakallah Fikum? If you say that Fulan Kadab, Arrawi Kadab. Someone who's known for his lying. Known for lying, but what manner? Extreme manner. What's the most extreme manner of lying? Alive on the Nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam. So when you find that in the istilahat of Ahlul Hadith, when they refer to Fulan Kadab, or they might even use the word Dajjal, then they're referring to the to the individual Nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam. He lies upon the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alaihi wasallam. Naam, and this is the this is the individual that is referred to as the Kadab. Istilahat al al Naam. As for the Mutaham bil Kadib, the Mutaham bil Kadib, then this is the individual that is known to lie fi hadith al nas. So he lies when it comes to the speech of the people. So then it's feared that he lies, he would likewise lie upon the Messenger of Allah, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. However, when we see that, as we mentioned, we see the term Kadab, then this is the one, Naam, that lies. Upon the Messenger of Allah and his tabit that he lies upon him. What we understand from this individual as well, the Dajjal, is that now the Dajjal he does actions, he performs actions that are outside of what was regarded as being natural actions. Yaani khawarik. However, they are not referred to as the karamat. Naam, they're not referred to as karamat. And the karama is what we would say, for example, is a miracle. However, performed by the salihin. However, this is not. Right, this, like the Masih Dajjal is not, of course, not regarded as being from amongst the salihin. And so, thus, his actions are not regarded as being. Yani, a miracle in of itself. Rather, with this is a fitna. With the action that he performs, then it's a fitna for the believers and a trial for them, for the ibad. And along with that is a khatr shadid. It's a great danger. وَلِذَلِكْ هَذْرَتْ مِنْهُ الْأَنْبِيَاءِ وَأَكْذَرَ مَنْ حَذَّرَ مِنْهُ نَبِيَنَا مُحَمَّدَ صلى الله عليه وسلم. And so due to that, the Anbiya warned against him. The Anbiya warned against him. And no one warned against him more than our Prophet Muhammad صلى الله عليه وسلم. And an example of that 
is an istiada, when he seeks refuge from the Masih al-Dajjal, i.e. the Salah, when the time of Tashahud. And Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he mentions the hadith of Abi Hurairah, إذا فرغ أحدكم من التشهد الآخر فيتعوذ بالله من أربع And so if the person concludes performing the final tashahud then he seeks refuge in Allah from four من أذاب الجهنم ومن أذاب القبر ومن فتنة المحياة والممات and so, as is mentioned, he seeks refuge for from the punishment of Jahannam, the punishment of the grave, the fitna of life and death, and from the evil of the Masih Dajjal. And so, this is something that the Messenger of Allah وسلم, legislated for us within our salawat. Naam. But some of the mentioned it's an obligation to يعني, actually make this dua at the end of our salawat. What well, Rajah knows best is that it's not regarded as an obligation, but no doubt from the Sunnah of the Salah and it's an action that should be completed within the Salah. And the fact that it's been, it's been it's something which is legislated for us to seek refuge from is indicative of the evil found within those four things and the great harm that comes that is found within those four things now I have no doubt Adabu Jahannam Amr al-Wadih Adabu Jahannam is clear why we seek refuge from that Adabu al-Qabr again clear the fitna trials and tribulations that are found within life and death the trials and tribulations we found within life Naam are clear, the ones that we live, we live by. And the things that occur in our lives, of hardships, that we seek refuge from these. Now, no one, in reality, should seek out hardships. Now, and rather from the sunnah of the Nabi, alayhi salatu wasalam, was that the person seeks to, to uh, take that path of ease. And so, within this affair of, yani, the, the living, al-mahya, in Fidunya, then they seek refuge from is fitan, the trials that are found there within. As well as the trials of death. Some of the trials we've discussed now that, that will occur in death when it comes to the resurrection, when it comes to the trials of Yom al Qiyamah. <laughs> the person seeks refuge from these trials. And thus as well the fitna of the Masih al Dajjal. And the person seeks, seeks Refuge from the fitna of the shar, the evil, the fitna of the Masih Dajjal. Naam. And his trial, the trial that is found within this Dajjal, is the greatest trial that will be, for, that, that will be, be present upon the face of the earth. Yani the affair of the Dajjal, the Masih Dajjal. And it will bring about restriction and harm to the Muslimin. And there will be a test for them. And then, thereafter, Masih Isa ibn Maryam will descend from the heavens. 
and seek out the Dajjal and kill him. And by way of that, he will bring a degree of relief for the Muslims. I will relieve the Muslims from this trial. And he will take and he will be in charge of the Muslims. I will take charge of the affair of the Muslims. And be a ruler and a leader for the Muslims. Establishing yani Adil, justice upon the earth. Whilst breaking whilst breaking the crosses. And killing the Khinzir. I the swine. One point here to mention about the Khalafiku. We mentioned from the descent of Isa and Maryam. And the actions that he would do. Naam, so he mentions he would descend and he will seek out the Dajjal. Naam, thereafter he will do what? Before seek him out first and then do what? Kill him. Naam, thereafter mention. Assume leadership. Naam, and establish by way of that leadership justice. justice. And then we mentions the breaking of the crosses. Naam, and this is no doubt within this action is <coughs> an indication of his Baria, Isa ibn Maryam actively freeing himself from this ibadah yeah, and the shirk of these individuals and that was symbolizes the shirk right? the sorib this cross symbolizing the shirk of these individuals and their worship of him and so it's important for us to bear that in mind when it comes to the way that we live our lives and that this affair of the cross should not be accepted in any way, shape, or form. Naam, this imagery of the cross should not be accepted in any way, shape, or form. As we understand, Naam, this imagery of the cross should not be accepted. And so, individuals may see it as an Amr al-Hayyim. Yeah, a small affair. Naam, they say, okay, this, this is a, just a picture of the cross. And they leave it as it is. Or you find individuals, for example, they are uh, maybe not aware, and they wear, for example, certain football shirts. The, the, the most prevalent that comes to mind is uh, the shirt of Barcelona or the shirt of Real Madrid. Now, there are two football teams in Spain. And both of them have the cross on it. Now, and when you, when you understand this is the affair of Isa alayhi salam, when he comes back, he'll come to break the crosses. And then you have an individual, you're a Muslim. However, he's wearing this and he has the, he has the cross. And the cross, no doubt, is the cross of the Nasara. Naam. And so it's about, no doubt, it's being diligent when it comes to these things. Being diligent when it comes to these things. And football shirts is just one example, but it's one which is very prevalent and very fair, and it can be fair-seeming. Naam, where individuals, for example, with football shirts, a person will... Avoid it if it has the, on, the, on the front 
some sponsorship of something haram, whether it be khamar or whether it be a gambling company. They avoid it. However, they're unaware that they're wearing a cross at the same time. Mephalan. Ma'am. So a person no doubt should avoid these things. Likewise as well, you have other shirts where they have these different uh, good luck charms and things like that. Also, again, should be avoided. And, now, so thus he will break the crosses. And there will not be a deen that remains except for the deen of Islam. And that the deen of the Yehud and the Nasara will be nullified. As well as the deen of the Kufr. And nothing will remain except for Islam. And he will rule by the deen of the Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi And he will follow it. Due to the fact that there is no prophet after Muhammad sallallahu alayhi والمسيح يعني مسيح إيسا ابن مريم ينزل ينزل تابعا للرسول صلى الله عليه وسلم وحاكم بشريعته شريعة الإسلام. and so when he descends إيسا ابن مريم he descends as a follower of the Nabi صلى الله عليه وسلم. so it's not said that he is a prophet after him. rather he's a follower of the Prophet Muhammad صلى الله عليه وسلم and thus he follows his sunnah and his sharia and adheres to his sharia. And so this is what I understood from the Dhuhr of the Dajjal and the Zul of the Masih. And this is why as well, going back to the Masih, Isa ibn Maryam, why we discussed as well in the previous Mas'ala, I can't remember which lesson it was, if it was in these lessons or previous lessons. I believe it was in these lessons. We were discussing the Sahabi. Uh, the Sahaba and the Sahaba by definition. And the definition of the Sahabi is what? The definition of the Sahabi. Who is a Sahabi? The one that meets the Prophet وسلم, as a believer. Naam. Something more. And dies upon that. And some scholars mentioned some, uh, another edition as well. Even if he left the religion and came back. Even if that is separated by apostasy. Now, even if that's separated by apostasy. So, a Sahabi is an individual that believed in the Nabi, met the Prophet, believed in him, and died upon that. Now, even if that it is separated by apostasy. Meaning, that he believed in the Nabi, then the Prophet died. And then after that, this individual returns to Islam. Naam returns to Islam. Then dies upon that belief. Naam, then this individual is still regarded as being a Sahabi. So, the reason why we mentioned that is due to the fact that based upon this ta'rif, based upon this specific definition, then it will be regarded as saying that Isa ibn Maryam is from amongst the companions. Naam, based on his definition. Wadah. Why? Because, of course, he met the Nabi, alayhi salatu wasalam. He believed in him. And that which is affirmed, Naam, that he would die believing in him. 
Now he'll die believing in him. And so, due to that, the scholars mentioned in relation to that definition that he, he fits into that definition of a companion. However, a Shaykh of the Muslim, Abad, Hafidhullah, he mentioned that due to the, even though he, he does meet the criterion of that definition, this definition or this uh, the fact that, or the discussion itself or him being a Sahabi or not is of no real tangible benefit. The reason for that is due to the fact that Isa Maryam, first and foremost, is a prophet. He's a prophet. And so thus, a level above. Secondly, the importance of knowing a companion is due to knowing, understanding who are these individuals that carry this great virtue. Now, who are these individuals that carry this great virtue due to their companionship with the Messenger of Allah? However, we suffice to know that Isa ibn Maryam carries great virtue due to the fact that he is a Nabi, wa Rasul, min ulil azam, ben. And so, this is sufficient. Likewise, as well, from the benefits of understanding who the companions are, is so that we know who are the individuals that are thiqat, udul, and so we accept their riwayah, yani, bila rad so we know who are the companions, so we understand that they are all thiqat. They're all trustworthy, upright. And we accept their narrations without any form of rejection. However, Isa of Maryam does not have any narrations. And so this is not something which is needed, Aslan. However, just as in Bab al-Fahm, in order to understand the definition itself, then we say that he does enter into that definition. However, it is not uh, of real, any real tangible need or benefit. Allah Ta'ala knows best. And we'll conclude with that. Barakallahu feekum, ikhwah. Wa jazakum allahu khairah. Wa sallallahu wa barak. Wa nabiyyina Muhammad. Wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam.